Thanks, Andrew. Spare me one minute. I'm going to do a Lindsay and get my whole laptop out. So, and it's not old school because I'm super, super young. So, it's all good. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was a really great word from Follow, wasn't it? I mean, I'm going to continue uh, talking about authority, kingdom authority today. And um, please keep me honest with time because I, I, I don't think I'll have any concept of how fast or slow I'm going. But, um, you know, you know, I was thinking about authority really just purely from my mind and what, what I used to think it was when I was younger and less informed, less into the word, before I was even a Christian. And quite commonly, I think when we think of authority, at least from my point of view, I, I think about, you know, a really deep voice, gravitas, you know, somebody that knows how to tell people what to do. That's what authority is, just, you know, wagging the finger. And, um, you know, obviously... You know, as you grow, as you mature, as you come into an understanding, you really b start to understand what authority really is from a biblical context. I like actually what Pastor Aish said, uh, you know, what the world thinks about certain things is rubbish. And really what the Bible says is, is really the truth. So we want to go in and lay a good groundwork of understanding just as followers done for us about what authority really means from a biblical context. Um, so... Uh, if we if we just turn to Matthew twenty eight eighteen to nineteen, if you have your Bibles with us, and if I don't know if the uh, the AV guys can get it up for me, and while we're getting that up, I just want to talk about just from a kind of de definition standpoint what I understand authority to be now from a, from a biblical context, and that really is the right to use power. That's how I've been taught it, and I think that's really a true understanding of what it is. It's more than just telling people what to do or being able to tell people what to do. Because if you don't have gravitas in your voice, I mean, I do now, but that's only because I've kind of sung, sung out my voice. So that's why I sound a bit like, probably a bit like Austin, to be honest. He's got a really powerful, deep voice. So I'm just going to continue like this. But, um, you know, w what does that mean for the people that don't have that physical ability? Really and truly, what it says in the Word is that we've all been given authority, the same authority that Jesus had, every single one of us has. And it's not from a worldly point of view. It's from a spiritual point of view and from a kingdom point of view. So let's read Matthew 28, 18 to 19. This is where it says in verse 18, Then Jesus came to them, to the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. If we just pause there for a second. It says, All authority has been given to, to, to me. That's Jesus speaking. And then in verse 19, it goes on to say, I should mute my phone. Excuse me. It goes on to say, um, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. It's a scripture that we're quite familiar with, which is the Great Commission, the beginning of it. I, wanna, I just wanted to highlight a couple of points in the first verse like I, like I, like I did earlier and, and just emphasize the fact that all authority was given to Jesus. And I'm, I'm going to go on to sort of illustrate that in, 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 in sort of what he did. And I think Fuller did already in, in the scripture that he shared about how he healed the woman. Part of that authority means having the power and having the authority to say to infirmities, to say to, to diseases, um, be gone out of a person and to, to deliver, to, to have people delivered. That's part of that all authority. But all authority really means everything. It means there is nothing that was impossible for Jesus. And then he goes on to say that it was given to me. What, and so it was, it was really, I just had to, you know, take a, take, take a step back and understand, okay, given to him. What does that mean? I guess in a biblical context, it really means that when, when Jesus said, and there's another scripture where Jesus says, 
I only do what the Father says I should do. And I'm sort of paraphrasing, so forgive me. But it was given to him by the Father, so it was delegated. Authority is something that is given to us. It's not something that we um, earn per se or manifest or try to conjure up with, you know, the way we move or the way we speak. But it's something that is actually given to us. It's, it's something that we can know, something that we can, that we can understand and, and actually receive from the Lord. And that's how we get it. It's really as simple as that. You, you receive authority. You, well, you, you get authority by receiving it. And every believer is, um, is entitled to that. Man, time's going quickly. I've got so much uh, uh, on my heart, but let, let's, let's keep going. So uh, Jesus was given all authority. And then in, in uh, verse 19, he says, therefore, go. So there, Jesus, in having all authority and in it having been given to him, says to the disciples, it is yours. And he unleashes them with that same authority to go and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just replace the disciples with yourself, basically. I mean, because really and truly, when, when God says, therefore, go, the Great Commission is applicable to us. And when we're talking about impact this year as a church, this is, this is what it's about. So, um, so, yeah, with that in mind, understanding that Jesus is, is, was given authority and, and he's given us the authority in, 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 that, in that sense. Um, it's really what, what, what the, the groundwork I'm trying to lay here is that Jesus was under an, under an authority, but also had the authority as well. So he was under the authority of the Father. Same way that now we now are under the authority of God, and we are also inherit that authority as his children, as his sons and his daughters. And it's really an encouragement to look at authority in the right way. Because, I, at least from my perspective, you know, I think looking around, especially in social media, and especially maybe more so what our young people are experiencing, authority sometimes isn't, isn't necessarily a word that has positive connotations, but in a biblical context, it's a good thing, you know? Um, authority sometimes can be thought of as, well, why would I want to be under authority? I don't want people to tell me what to do. When was the last time you heard somebody say, I just love being under authority. I just love being told what to do. It's fantastic. It's great. I love it. No, no, nobody says that these days, but I think from a biblical, spiritual point of view, it's so important to have that understanding that it's good to be under so that we can have, so that we can inherit, so we can receive it, because it's something that we receive. It's not something that we, that we necessarily kind of, like I said, kind of conjure up or, 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 or develop in that sense. Well, so yeah, I uh, um, just wanted to share a really quick testimony recently that I've shared with a lot of people about, you know, how the Lord's really been challenging me recently in the past couple of months about just maturity. And part of that challenge to maturity really has been to um to just accept the authority that I have in him really um a lot of a lot of what he's been challenging me with is is how I prepare um say before going to minister how much time I spend in prayer and what that means and um and really authority is something that for me when I'm being challenged is something that gets activated when I just have faith I, th I feel like faith and authority go hand in hand when followers telling the the story about the woman that was healed, it was Jesus that spoke in faith in his authority to see that thing manifest, to see that thing be, uh, to just go from the woman, yeah? I want us to read more about what Jesus did in his authority. So let's just turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 onwards. And I'm going to kind of skim through this really quickly. This is the story that most of us again will know where Jesus calms the storm. 
Let me read it out. It says, Then Jesus got in the boat and started across the lake with the disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds, even the winds and the waves obey him. What authority. That's part of the all authority. That our God had control over the weather. He could stop the storm. He could stop the wind and the waves. And then he goes on in his ministry, just, just through this chapter, where he heals uh, two demon-possessed men. This is the story in the Bible where, um, just to, to cut it short really quickly, where Jesus um, cast the demons into the pigs that were nearby, and the, the pigs went into the water and drowned. And then after that, Jesus heals a paralyzed man. And I'm going to read from verse 7. After he's healed the man, the man jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen, and they praised God for giving man such authority. That's in his authority that Jesus did these things, that he healed, and it's the same authority that we have. Just let's keep that in mind as I'm going through this. It's the same thing that we can do. When we're talking about impact, we're talking about being able to speak to things and say stop, calm the storm, bring peace, pray peace into a situation. We're talking about Casting out demons, we're talking about deliverance, really. We have that same authority. And we're talking about seeing people healed, healed again, like Jesus did. And I'm going to go on um, in verse 9 of chapter, chapter 9. So chapter 9, verse 9. Um, this is where Jesus calls Matthew. Great name. He calls Matthew, the tax collector. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple Jesus said to him so Matthew got up and followed him just like that there's so many I think there's a there's a few others and I I, I failed to remember but there's other disciples that got up immediately left their fishing nets and just followed Jesus and sometimes when I'm thinking about those scriptures or thinking about the context of that I think how hard I mean it must have been such a really hard thing for them to drop everything they're doing leave their lives behind and follow God but remember what he did before he met Matthew and possibly what Matthew saw before he just left his stuff. He saw Jesus operating in authority. And I guess my thought really is that, or a challenge to us, and my, my conviction is that if we were to operate in the same way Jesus did, if people saw these things, and if we were to have that such faith and such authority and operate in what we've been given, then the same thing would happen. We'd have such an impact on people. Because like I said, it's not the same authority as telling people what to do. It's not the same authority that a famous person has on their social media account with 50,000 followers. It's not that same authority. It's an authority that can see people's lives change and turn around in a second. And we have that authority. So I'm, I, I want us to be encouraged in that. So one point, the authority is given. If you're writing notes, just, just and, and if there's anything you want to write down, authority is given. Just understand that. I know, and reading from Luke 10, 19, where uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This authority is given. Un- so we, we should understand that. And, and secondly, and I'm going to go into another scripture, time permits, 
we cannot fake this authority. It's not something that we manifest ourselves. It's something that God has put in us. Authority over the enemy is not based on how we feel or our sense of how righteous we are, but it is really just that we have received what Jesus has given to us. So it's given again. We should be really strong in that. So what does this end up looking like for us as believers? I, I, I read um, this on Friday at the prayer meeting, and I want to read it again, this, this scripture from Acts, because this is now the first church. This is after Jesus had left, after he had given the commission to the disciples. And this is Paul's ministry in Ephesus, Acts 19, verses 11 to 20. I'm just going to really quickly read through this. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Uh, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits, and these, these, these Jews were called the sons of Sceva, some, some Jews that went out around driving evil spirits tried to invoke the name of Je- the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the, man and had the evil sp- then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. I don't know if that's my translation or if that, yeah, I, mean, I, I take that for what it is. That's what happened. And then it goes on to say, when this became known to Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the, Lord, the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor, high honor. Again, so similar to what we've just read about how there was a fear, but that fear really was a reverence that spread across the land. And when we speak about, um, you know, revival and us praying for revival, this is a, this is a similar thing. The same impact that we want people to really just sense the power of God, see it, and ha- be struck with a, a conviction. This is the same thing that we're calling for, that we're, that we're praying for. And many of those who believed, this is verse 18, many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. And when they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. There's two things to note from this passage. Um, one was that the sons of Sceva did not possess the, the authority that Paul had. It's the believer's authority, the, the, the authority that somebody who is submitting to God would have, somebody that has faith or trust in God would have. It says in James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We should submit ourselves to God, and we receive that same authority that Paul had, and we see this happen. I just want to share, share really quickly before I close a, a really quick story of encouragement. Actually, it's funny because Andrew mentioned the Alpha Course, and this, is, this story is about a conversation we had before the Alpha Course where uh, Andrew really challenged me. It's, it was one of those ones where, you know, you think you're right, and yet the person just comes with a really good point of view, so you just kind of, you know, it's, it's really, it's cutting, and you have to just accept that what, what the person says is true. And really, I, I, I mean, I'd, the context is, I'd spent a lot of time recently watching lots of political, like social political videos, like particularly kind of conservative stuff. It was really, I went, my wife will tell you, I went, I've gone through a phase. But basically, um, (laughs) I was trying to do it just to understand where I I stood politically because I didn't really understand much about that in myself. And um, a lot of my videos really led me to kind of feel like there's a, 
big wave across especially Western society where morality is just really going to skew, in, especially in our young people. And people have just got it all wrong, all twisted. And there's always there's always an argument about the same same old topics, you know what I mean? And, and I don't have to name them, but um, I was watching these videos really just to see what that is and just kind of understand, you know, how I'd respond to that, how I'd bring a rebuttal to the same questions or, you know, about the same kinds of sins that people always mention. And um, But it may really made me think about how, as Christians, we can so commonly get into this comfortable position of just because, I mean, this comfortable position of understanding that the world is, go is, is lost and we're in a dark age. And so, therefore, by virtue of this being a prophecy of God and, you know, we know it's kind of going to happen. So it's like it's OK because, do you know what I mean? We don't have we, we, we develop this apathy towards what we see is going on around us when really and truly what it should do is stir us up to want to change it with the authority that we've been given. Um, and I've been so challenged by how people have gone out in the church, especially even this morning. It was really encouraging to hear those stories. And, and basically what Andrew said to me is that actually, no, he does feel like actually there is a cohort of young people. There is a generation of young people that are going to rise up and accept the authority that they have in Jesus. And they will not compromise. And they will, comp they will combat the lies of the enemy that are trying to take a hold in our young people. And you just have to say amen to that because that's the truth. And if we believe it, we should say amen, and we could, we should support, we should support such such speech, such prophecy. It's really good, really encouraging. So thank you, Andrew. I, I want to close in this this scripture and in Ephesians one eighteen to twenty three, where it says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened." This is to us as a church. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope which He has called you to the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for those, us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and all authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is Jesus. This is our Lord. This is who we inherit, the same authority that he has. This authority that's spoken about is in us. So let's believe it. Let's hold on to that. Let's grab it and really uh, run with it. Um, I have one more thing to share, and it's a song. It was on my heart, well, my mind, really, when, when Follow was preaching, and it was... Um, Victor's Crown by Darlene Check, and uh, I think it's the bridge of the song that just said, I'm not going to sing it, um, <laughs> but it says, it says, um, every high thing must come down, every stronghold shall be broken, we will wear the victor's crown, we will overcome, we will overcome, so let's believe that, let's hold on to that in the authority that we've been given in Jesus, amen, yeah.